0: there are three things that I want to talk about today. And I believe that when we focus truly on these three things, we'll be truly able to now have a foundation that will set us up for success when it comes to our journeys of breaking generational curses What's poppin' babble fan? Welcome back to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast with your favorite girl, Jasmine Charlie. I just first and foremost want to say before I kick off today's episode, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all the love and support that I um, have been receiving um, for the launch of season three. I am so, so excited to be breaking these generational curses together as a family on this journey. Like, I'm just so excited for this journey that we all are. About to, you know, embark on together. And I just want to say thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the shares. Um, continue, you know, sending it to someone that you know that you want to see live in the fullness of their life. And honestly, that should be everybody you know, because I don't know about you, but I want everybody to be in full alignment with the will of God for their life. You know what I'm saying? And you know, as I said in Last week's episode, there is absolutely no way that we can break these generational curses without the help of God, without God, period. There's absolutely no way. Literally, us being outside of the presence of God is what has gotten us in this mess in the first place. Thank you, Adam. Not really, thank you. But that is how we got here in the first place. And that is how our ancestors did what they did and did what they did and got us here because now we're dealing with generational trauma or generational curses that have been passed down throughout the bloodline because no one in the family yet has decided to stand up and say, you know what, ask for me in my house. I will serve the Lord. Okay? So with that being said, I think one beautiful thing that gives me reassurance is understanding that God, just as bad as you want to be the generational curse breaker of your family, God wants the same for you, if if not more. You know what I'm saying? Because God is the one, if you really think about this, God is the one who has, since the beginning of time, already given you that, you and your descendants, your whole family, a generational promise. God has already had a plan For you and your family to live in favor, to live in a life of no lack. That was already God's intention and purpose and plan for you and your family. You know what I'm saying? That all families may be blessed. So if anything, God is the one who is rooting you on. He is the one that is literally supporting you. But the thing is, I'm learning that on this journey, you have to be now willing to take heed of what God is saying. He gave you the whole game plan, the whole blueprint. He is the, like, He gave you everything that you need. You have all that you need. I'm here to say this right now you have all that you need to break these generational curses. You don't need another uh, connection with someone. You don't need another paycheck to get things in order. No, you have all you need. All you have right now is all you need. But in today's episode, I really, really, really wanted to kick off um, this episode. As you can see from the title, it's time for us to get back to the basics Because I think sometimes we forget that we have all the resources and tools that we need to be in full alignment with the will of God. And since we don't have this, some people don't have this full revelation yet, they're out here searching for things, for opportunities, for experiences, for people to do what God has already given you to do. You know what I'm saying? We need to get back to the basics. When it comes to breaking generational curses, we need to understand number one, and you should know by now, this is season three, we're in a spiritual war, meaning that there are tools, specific things that you need to have intact, a part of your daily life understand that being a follower of christ is a lifestyle this ain't nothing you can just it's not an accessory that looks cool and you know what i'm saying it's flashy flashy it's for the gram or it's for you know your next tattoo or it's for your you know your cute little instagram bio no this is a lifestyle if you really about this life you're gonna tell by how you live in and that's period it's just period you're going to have at least that desire to want to live this life. You're going to be trying and making strides to live this life. You ain't just going to be talking to talk, but not walking the walk. Okay. So with that being said, we need to get back to the basics. We need to get back to the foundation of things. And the three most important things that you need to know before we even jump into all the big gems this season, I want to make sure that we are starting From the basics. Because when we get back to the basics and we form our foundation, when our foundation is strong and right, then we'll be able to build on that foundation. But some of us are trying to build, but we have no foundation whatsoever put in place. And when you do that, it's going to crumble and fall. And that's how someone who's listening to this right now, that's how your life is looking. You're, You're trying, you're doing all these things, but you don't have that foundation so it may last for a little bit, but then it crumbles and falls. And then you build it again, it crumbles and falls, and you're getting discouraged. You're getting pissed. Have you spent time focusing on building a foundation? What does your foundation look like? The word, worship, and prayer. These are your top three big head honchos when it comes to you being in alignment with the will of God for your life. Some of us would claim from the rooftops, "I'm a generational curse breaker. I'm here to break these generational curses." Okay, I love the confidence. I'm here for. I'm rooting for you. I want you to break generational curses. But you mean to tell me you a generational curse breaker, but your prayer life is trash? Something's not adding up. Something's not adding up. And honestly, I don't think it's necessarily. Uh, it, I don't think it's necessarily that you don't want to pray. Or that you don't want to worship or that you don't want to be um in the word and, and you know have that devotional life I don't think it's not that you don't want to I think it's because some of us don't truly have yet the revelation of the importance of these things we see what the media says about it we see what our aunties our uncles our grandparents have said about it but we haven't truly experienced or received that true revelation of the power of these three things and until you fully understand and receive that revelation of the power of prayer, if you truly understand the power of the word of God and reading the word of God and not just being a reader of the word or a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word and also the power of worship, when we truly understand the importance of these things, that is when it's going to click in our minds, click in our spirits. And that's when we're going to actually see these things implemented in our daily lives. So I think it's more so a a lack of education or, or clarity on these different topics as to why we don't do these three different things. Or maybe you may be somebody who, well, I worship, I listen to worship music, I pray, I read, I read the word. And that can be true. You probably do. But I think sometimes people use this as a crutch to be complacent in their walk. Remember that God wants to take you from glory to glory. Meaning that you your, your devotion life, it should be a shift in your life. Like you can't be coming at it with the same approach in every single season of your life. Like for instance, I tell you guys all the time, how I even started... You know what I'm saying? My relationship with God, I started off with a verse a day. That's all I could at the moment. And that w- that worked for me. I would meditate and focus on that verse a day. Then it moved up. Okay, how about you read, you know, a couple verses a day or a chapter a day. I saw that increase and I saw the longer, the more time that I was spending in the presence of God. Some of you have been super saved for how long now? And, and you, well, I do all this. Okay, but you only give God five minutes of your day. And though, yes, well, you can say, well, I'm still giving God time. Yeah, that's true. But you're not pushing through and entering longer in the spirit. The longer that we spend our time in the presence of God, the more stronger we become spiritually. So you're coming at this with the same approach. And some of us, you're doing all these things, but your heart isn't there. You're saying, well, I read the word I put on my worship music. I pray. Yeah, but your heart isn't in the right place. It's become legalistic to you. It's become a routine to you instead of a lifeline or a lifestyle. This is, no, this is, this is what I need to do because this is who I am. And not because, uh, let me not even jump there. I'm saying that these three things, prayer, reading the word of God. I don't even want to say reading the word of God. I honestly want to say being, being a doer of the word. Because I believe when, you're a, when, you, when you are a doer of the word, you automatically are a reader of the word. Because how are you going to do something that you didn't read? Because anybody can read the word. Anybody can read the word. Atheists even read the word because they be trying to debunk it. So I don't even, it's not being a, a reader of the word. It's being a doer of the word. Some of us aren't even doing that. It's easier said than done, I get it. But when the, thing, when the trials and tribulations come and it's hard to do, what are you doing? Are you praying about, are you taking that up in prayer? God, I'm struggling in having, I'm struggling with these purified thoughts. It's hard for me to think on things pure. I'm thinking of lustful things and dirty things and unclean things. God, I need you. Or are we just reading these things And when we're struggling and being a doer of it, are we taking this up in prayer? The only way that we can break these generational curses is through the strategy that God gives us. But the only way that you can get these strategies from God is by entering his presence. And this strategy cannot come from you. It cannot come from your own understanding because one, you don't know everything. And two, we can't trust ourselves. And back to what I was saying, we don't know everything. You, you're this generational curse breaker, but okay, where's your strategy? Where are you getting your strategy from? Is it from your favorite influencer? Who doesn't even hear from God themselves, but they trying to tell you, huh? What? I'm lost. What's going on? Huh? Fill me in. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, we need a strategy. And that strategy needs to come from God himself. And the only way for you to get that strategy from God himself is to spend time in his what? His presence. We need strategy to be in God's presence more than ever, especially in the time and season right now. So much has been happening this year alone. And I honestly believe when it, the whole pandemic issues arose, and the world was literally on stop and on pause and on lockdown, it was also simultaneously an invitation of God saying, hey, can you enter into my presence real quick? Can I just have 10 minutes of your time today? I think that we sleep on the power of the presence of God. The presence of God is all that you'll ever truly need or want. It fills you up so much. And honestly, we talk about so much that we want to go to heaven, right? But you know, heaven is really, you're in the presence of God for real, for real now. So if you want to go to heaven so bad, everybody talking about heaven, but you can't even give God time right now on earth. Are you even going to really truly like heaven? Because you you, you not making time for God right now, but you want to go to heaven so bad. What's T? Let me know. Some of us don't make enough time for God. Some of us don't make time for him at all. You believe he's real, but you don't spend time with him. Remember that this is a relationship here. How is your intimacy with him? We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are in a spiritual war. So, where are you getting your strategies from? How are you gonna get your strategies from social media, what everybody and your and they mama wanna do, your favorite influencer, but not getting your strategy from the word of God, from God Himself. The one Alpha and Omega been there, done that beginning and end, been been done, seen everything, the all knowing God. And you can get literal strategy. He can give you the game plan. So you're committed to breaking these generational curses? For real? Like you're not playing? Okay, then what better way to show the whole world than by rocking some dope apparel? That's right, for a limited time only, Babbling With Jazz has some exclusive season three merch that looks way too good not to add to your wardrobe. And I don't know about you, but I wanna make sure that the whole world knows that I'm a generational curse breaker. So click the link in the show notes below to grab yours. Let's break these curses in style and show the world that we mean business. Let's get back to the show. So if you want to reverse the curse, get back in the presence of God. I'm telling you, there's a lot of counterfeits out here. There's a lot of quote unquote spiritualists out here. And we're going to talk about it season three. I'm airing it out. The Holy Spirit is coming to your house open up. (laughs) So yeah, the spiritualist, the fake spiritualist. Well, I don't want to say fake spiritualist because we know that life is spiritual. We get that, but there's different dimensions in the spirit that people don't like to talk about. I honestly would be a little bit concerned if I'm hearing spiritual advice from someone who doesn't fully have a revelation that there's a spiritual war going on. You're talking all about, oh, manifest this, manifest the life that you want, get this, get that. But are you also educating me on the spiritual war that we're experiencing right now? Do you know that we're in a spiritual war? Do you know who your true opponent in the spirit is? If you don't know that, but you talking all this spiritual stuff, getting my chakras in alignment, first of all, what you aligning if you got the Holy Spirit? Aligning chakras all day long, but whole time- You are unaware of the spiritual gifts that God has placed on the inside of you that are going to expand his kingdom and save souls, but you want to align your chakras. And see, that's the thing. All these different counterfeits is all I can really call them is it's counterfeits. They're trying to take pieces of what the Holy Spirit already gives us. You have Access to the spirit of God. I'm telling you right now, when you have access to the spirit of God that can live inside of you, you don't need anything else. People included. God forbid, but everybody can walk up by my life today. I have the Holy Spirit. I have all that I need. I don't need to align any chakras if I have the Holy Spirit, who is the all supreme spirit. Spirit. The spirit that demons can't stand a chance against. Don't play with me. I know my identity. I know the spirit that lives inside of me. The spirit that operates in power. So can we please stop giving in to these fake counterfeits? But it's okay. You know what, Jazz? I'm going, I'm, I'm going a little bit off topic because this ain't that episode. Today we going back to the basics. And what, the, what does that look like, Jasmine? I want us to focus on these three key things. These three key things are going to play a factor in how efficiently you are going to be in alignment with breaking these generational curses. These are the three things that should be like low key, a big part of your life. And understand that this is a lifestyle. This isn't just a, a f- like something that you, an, an accessory that you attach to yourself that you don't want to just talk about God or have, oh, having a relationship with God, yada, yada. You don't want it for the aesthetic. No, this is a lifestyle. My life depends on this. I love God so much that I want him a part of my life. I'm not just here for the the retweets, the likes. This is a lifestyle because some of us are treating it as if it's an accessory. You talking to talk a whole bunch And especially you talking to talk, so that way you can get approval or validation or confirmation from other people, but you ain't walking the walk. And let me just say, if you talking to talk, but not walking the walk, you're doing your talking in vain. And I say what I said. Moving forward, your prayer life or devotion life and your worship life. Let's start with prayer. I have two definitions of what I believe prayer is. Prayer, when I usually always say on the podcast is a conversation with God, right? which is true. It is. Prayer is also you demanding your rights. It's you commanding heaven to move. It's you commanding heaven to bring down on earth what you're asking for. It's you asking the will of God be done. Not my will, Lord, but yours. We see time and time again in the Bible that Jesus went off on his own to pray. So if Jesus was praying, you need to be praying too. We're in a partnership with God. God can do all things, of course. But the way that he set this life thing up, he wants us to now come to him and ask him. He wants us to use our authority and invite him into the situation so that way now God is invited into the situation so now God can move in that situation. But until you open your mouth and demand, don't beg demand, demand your rights. If what everything understands the, the whole word of God is truth, right? So sometimes God needs you to remind him, not that he didn't forgot, but he wants you to know that, you know, God wants you to remind him of what he said in his word and demand that he come into that situation. You want a strong prayer life? Spend time in the word. See what your legal rights are, is as a kingdom citizen. What does it look like to be a kingdom citizen? To live in the kingdom of God. Royalty. Royalty walks like royalty. Royalty lives like royalty. The whole Bible, there's so many gems in there. And it's, it's, it's giving you number one, reminding you of who you are, what your identity is, but also two, it's, it's, it's a whole story, a whole book of God chasing after you and chasing after you, even after you slip up, even after you miss up, even after he, but ble- God is in love with you and he will not stop chasing you. He's in love with you, but we need to get our prayer lives intact. One thing I try to do is when I wake up, I try to stay away from my phone. I'm not doing, I'm not starting my day for real, for real until I read at least a chapter of the Bible a day or read the Bible, pray. And yeah, those are the two things for me before I start my day. And I also worship too, because I do say thank you Lord for waking me up this morning. Worship, acknowledging God and his power, acknowledging God, giving thanks to God, complimenting God. You want compliments from your boo thing all day. Well, God wants some compliments too. God's like, dang, can you, you know what I'm saying? Can you remind me of who I am? Not that I forgot, but I need you to remind me so that you know. So that you know that I'm Alpha and Omega. That you know that I'm Jehovah Jireh, which means my provider. That you know. Because the more that you know, the more when life hits you, you already know who your God is because your worship life is so strong that it's not going to faze you. I don't care if I lose my job. Little, Literally, fun fact, I, when the whole Corona thing back in the day, hell, back in the day, a couple months ago when Corona really first went off, you know, went out, I was laid off for my job, right? But I was not tripping because I was like, God, you are Jehovah Jireh. Me even saying that's worship. God, I know who you are. You are the same God that provided a way for the people of Israel through the wilderness for autumn 40 years, feeding them fresh manna from heaven itself every single day you still gonna provide? You the one who told me and Matthew not to worry about food, what to eat or what to, what to wear because you the same God that provides food for the birds in the sky? Aren't I more valuable than they? So what am I tripping over? And what happened after I was repeating what God, who God was, worshiping him, letting god know that i'm not worried because i know who you are you are the same god never changing you are still on the throne i don't care what the world looks like you are still on the throne still on the throne reigning on high and i was telling god all that a week later got the job back they oh they they made a way for us to still get paid in the midst of a pandemic So you cannot tell me uh, that God is not a provider throughout the whole pandemic season. God has been providing for me. When I tell you, I have not lacked in the midst of a global pandemic. I'm all over the place. Just bear with me. I know I was going to talk about prayer. I'm all over the place. Holy spirit is flowing. How it flow? I'm getting back in my sauce. Okay. With that being said, when it comes to worship, I also believe that when it came to this whole pandemic season, This whole coronavirus situation, all these craziness that was happening in the world. Are you still going to worship God in the midst of a pandemic? Are you still going to worship God? Even when you lose your job, even when that person that you love so much breaks up with you, even when you get in that car wreck and you lose your car and you don't got no way or means of transportation. Are you still going to worship God? And honestly, it didn't hit me as much until I was in the pandemic season when I realized the power truly of worship. I'm tired of focusing on what's going on around me. My situation is trash. But putting on that worship music and just focusing on God and his glory and his strength and his power and reminding myself the same God in the Bible is the same God today. It is the same God. God. And the thing I love so much about the word of God is every single thing that happens here on earth is in the word of God because the word of God is the book of life. God already gave you some free game as to what you can experience here on this earth and what you can do now when these things happen in your life. So if you got a situation going on right now, find the story that correlates it in the Bible and see what that person has done or see what God told that person who was in the same exact situation that you are currently in. The word of God is what kept me sane. The word of God is what kept me away from these demonic attacks, Uh, The word of God is what protects me, protects my mind, and makes my spirit stronger day in and day out. I need the word of God because if I don't have the word of God, I'm going to try to do things on my own strength. And if I do that, I'm going to be just like my ancestors who got me in this mess in the first place with the different generational curses that I got to deal with. And God forbid I'm taking that back. I rebuke that thought. I'm not dealing with it, I'm handling it because generational curses end here. Because, as far as my children, they're not going to have to face what I had to face through or my ancestors faced. In the name of Jesus, the curses are ending. But how are you going to do that without the word of God? How are you going to do that without getting strategy from God, but without getting direction from God, the game plan, the steps? In the name of Jesus, I cancel out any thought of fear right now in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus, I come against any spirit of fear, any spirit of doubt in the mighty name of Jesus. I was praying for myself, but I'm also praying for you because there's someone who's listening to this. You're, you feel like you are not worthy enough to break generational curses. I don't know what you just got done doing. I don't know what you just done did yesterday. I don't know what you're going to do tomorrow, but that does not change who God says that you are. Do not let the enemy, do not let yourself, do not let the culture, do not let society define who you are. God has already defined you. And if you don't know, spend time in his presence. Make time for God. Shout out to my good sis, Brittany. One thing that she said in one of her lives that really got me together was when we spend time with God, right? When you enter this prayer time with God, prepare a place for him. If it's your closet, cool. If it's your bathroom, cool. Prepare a place. Be intentional. Though, yes, God is omnipresent. He's there. Acknowledge his presence. Say out loud, God, I'm inviting you into this space. I'm inviting you into this space, God. Let your presence be known in this room. Prayer is demanding your rights as a kingdom citizen, as a child of God. When I lost my job, right? I went to prayer and worship. I was like, okay, God, you know, well, don't got no job no more, but, uh, you still my daddy and I'm your daughter. So I need you to make something shake. So I want, I, I, I was like, God, I pray that financial blessing, supernatural provision, be my portion. Supernatural provision, be my portion. Father, you are my daddy. That is my birthright. We need to start praying and speaking and demanding our birthrights. But how can you know what your birthright is if you're not in the word? Do you see why your devotion life is important? Everything works hand in hand. You need to be in in the word of God. You need to be reading the word of God. In the show notes below is going to be different resources and links that I would willingly recommend as far as how to help understand the word and the Bible. You know, because honestly, me starting off, I did not know where to start in the Bible. I didn't know half these characters I'm reading. Like, who the heck is Abraham? Who is Noah? I don't know these people. Like, what's going on? Who is Elijah? I don't know. What am I I reading? Who are you? Why are you important? I don't know what's going on here. But I did not let that stop me. Some of us are letting our lack of knowledge stop us from pursuing the things of God. And in essence, instead of you going into prayer, instead of you asking God, God, please help me understand the Bible. Please help me understand the word. You think, oh, well, I don't understand it. So I'm just not going to seek it. So because you don't understand it, it devalues its importance. Help me understand something. I don't think so. Just because you may not be strong in an area does not mean that God cannot come in and help you in that area. But if you're not going to allow God, if you're not going to ask God to come in and help you in that area, then what you doing, son? I want us to be spiritually mature. Spiritually mature, but that comes with spending time in the word of God and also spending time in prayer. When you read the Bible, there's study Bible tools. I got my Bible off of Amazon. It is the New Living Translation. I think, no, not the New Living Translation. It is the, oh, Lord, I'm going to drop in the show notes. It's the new something. Anyways, it's like 40 bucks, A big Bible. And it breaks every single verse down. I think that having a study Bible is a very important resource on your journey of breaking generational curses because this is, one, the thing that the demons crumble at, and two, it's reminding you of who you are and it's how are you going to renew your mind in the word of god if you don't own a bible or if you don't have the word of god and my thoughts on okay what about the bible app of course i love the bible app i got it downloaded on my phone but i do believe that we all need a physical bible as well we need a physical bible it's something about touching that tangible paper and being in the presence of god with that tangible we can't always rely on this technology stuff bro what if your phone died then what you gonna do (laughs) you know what i'm saying so The study Bible. A study Bible helped me so much. And the difference between the study Bible is the study Bible, like I said, it breaks down the different verses. It gives you clarity. It gives you, okay, who wrote the Bible? When was this I mean, not the Bible. Who wrote this book in the Bible? When was this book written? What is this book here to teach you? What is the overall message of this book? What are the themes of this book? The study Bible helps so much. It's a great resource. And actually, I think I'm going to do a giveaway. I want to give away a study Bible. I will get a study Bible for one of my amazing listeners. So actually stay tuned for the details about that because I definitely believe that all of us need a Bible. We need the word of God to implement in our lives. And with that being said, because it goes back to what are you feeding your spirit? What are you feeding your spirit? Let's get back to the basics. If you're not praying, what are you feeding your spirit? What is your spirit consuming? This is why I'm so cognizant of what I, of what I listen to, of what I watch, because I don't want that stuff in my spirit. I used to be, a, I wasn't a fan of horror movies, but I used to watch them here and there with the homegirls, homeboys, but I don't do that no more because I don't want that stuff entering into my spirit. And if you wanted that more elaboration, go back season two, Halloween is canceled episode. Check it out. I don't want that stuff in my spirit. We need to be protective of what we feed our spirits, and the more that you feed your spirit of the Word of God, the more that you feed your spirit listening to that gospel, listening to music that that uplifts you, watching motivational videos, affirming yourself. The more that you're going to see a, a shift in your spiritual state of being, as well as your mental and physical and emotional. What are you feeding your spirit? What are you feeding your body, your vessel? It even goes down to the physical. Nutritionally, what are you eating? You eating potato chips and drinking pop all day long? I'm coming at myself, the old version of me, because I used to do that so much. But now when I switched up what I feed my body, I saw a shift in my thoughts and how I show up in the world and how I naturally feel. And it's the same thing with your spirit. But if you're so distracted and feeding your spirit with all these other stuff, you're not going to be able to hear the voice of God more loud or clearly. If you want to hear the voice of God, if you want to hear God more louder, if you want to strengthen your communication with God, then prayer, worship and being a doer of the word is a key. When I say devotion life, I'm talking about time and the word of God, but I say that it's important to understand that you can read the Bible all day long, but if you're not going to be a doer of the word, it's in vain. You're wasting your time. Anybody can read the Bible because atheists read the Bible. People who don't believe be reading the Bible, but their only difference is they read it, but they don't do it. They don't apply it to their life. That one thing is preventing them from them to see the true power of God manifest in their life. There is no way that you can unlock the power of God in your life if you're not going to be a doer, if you're not going to apply. If you never apply the word, even if the stuff do not make no sense, you're like, huh, God, how is this possible? This doesn't make no sense. I don't get it. Or I don't want to do this. Until you apply it, you will never see the power, the full power and manifestation of God himself in your life. It's one of the things that is locking so many people out. Your spiritual maturity depends on you being a doer of the word. Only then will you see the power of God being manifested. God has given you the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that literally has no lack, the Spirit that knows all and is all. Remember that the Bible, God says that He wants to give us heaven on earth. You know, so understand that you don't have to die then experience it. No, you can experience heaven right now. It's your birthright as a child of God. But the only way is through walking in alignment with the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God. But the only way to accept and receive the Holy Spirit is through accepting that Jesus Christ, God himself, came down as man, manifested himself as man, lived life, experienced all the same temptations and everything that we have here as humans done, but he never sinned and God died, gave his life for us so that we can experience God. And through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we've been given the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of God, the spirit that is limitless, the spirit that literally Is so powerful. And when you walk in alignment with the Holy Spirit, it is the most mind blowing thing ever. And it makes life so much more fun. The Holy Spirit is your best friend, He's your comforter. He will give you them revelations. He is that that, that connection between you and God the Father. God can literally live inside of you and He can speak through you, through other people. He can give you vision, clarity. Honestly, talking right now, this is not Jasmine. This is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of Jasmine Charlie. If we don't walk in the spirit, aka if we don't walk in the Holy Spirit, there is no way that we're going to break these generational curses. And I'm being so upfront with you right now. There's no way. Because if you're not walking in the Holy Spirit, you're walking in your flesh. And if you walk in in your flesh, your flesh is the thing that got us in this whole nonsense in the first place. So what are you going to do? Are you going to walk in the Holy Spirit? or Are you going to walk in your flesh? And the thing to help us walk in the Holy Spirit goes back to what are we feeding our spirits? What are we feeding our spirits? Set up a routine. How eagerly are you seeking the kingdom of God? Having a prayer life is so important. And it, it starts with, you know, Start where you can. But when the Bible says pray without ceasing, he means that. I pray in the morning when I wake up. I go about my life, do what I do. But if I'm in a car, I'm talking, something happens. Or if I'm in my feelings, God, I'm talking about it to God. I'm inviting God into every single aspect of my life. Nothing is off limits. Even the things I feel so, so, so uncomfortable to talk to God about, God wants you to talk about it with him because he wants you to form that dependence on God. The more that you pray, the more that your prayer life is increasing, the more that your dependence in God is growing. Though God created us in his image, he wants us to depend on him. He wants us to lean on his strength. He does not want us to lean on our own understanding and do things out of our own strength because the longer that we do that, we're going to tire ourselves out and we're going to burn ourselves out. We need God, but we need to get back to the basics. So I want to challenge you this week. How often are you going to pray? How often are you going to worship? And worship with God can be, it's not always just necessarily putting on gospel music. Worship, honestly, obedience is worship. Whoever you're obedient to, go back. That's, that's perseverance uh, season two, perseverance episode. But whoever you're being obedient to, that's who you're worshiping. But also obedience is, I mean, worship is, yeah, it's, it's, it's you. It's, it's you magnifying God. So, in, for instance, God, you're amazing. God, you're holy. God, you're 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 so powerful. That's worship. It's not always jumping up and down. Ah, you know, and, and, and crying and in and the spirit and putting on music. And I'm not belittling those things, but I'm saying don't limit yourself. Just how you want to be gassed up, God want to be gassed up too. And it's not because he done forgot, like I said, because God knows that God knows he needs you to know. He needs you to know. So when these trials and tribulations come, you have that foundation. We need to get our foundation straight. We need to get our foundation straight before we can even jump into this talk about breaking generational curses. What is your foundation looking like? What is your foundation looking like, bro? As I close, I just want to say that there's no way that we can break generational curses without a strategy. And we can only get that strategy to break these generational curses through God himself and the causes for us to get in his presence. So are you going to get in the presence of God? And understand that when we sin, when we commit sin, when we miss the mark, which is the true definition of sin, is the moment when we are now stepping outside of God's presence. That's what got got, got Adam and Eve kicked out, right? Because Eden symbolized the presence of God. And that as soon as they ate the apple, as soon as they missed the mark, as soon as they disobeyed, boom, out the garden. So ask God to reveal to you in your life, where where is sin heavy at? What are you still sinning and doing? It's not even to sound super mean or strict, but it's to help you. Because honestly, the more that you separate yourself from sin... The more that you hear God, the more you feel him, the more that you see him. Sin clouds our spiritual eyes. It it clouds our judgment. It feels good to do, yeah, but spiritually, it's not worth it. And I know it's easier said than done because it's hard to resist your flesh. It's hard to resist the lustful, evil desires of your heart. The heart is deceitful. But who else can know it, you know? But we still need to submit to the Holy Spirit. It's no excuse. In moments when you feel like you need, want to cave in, you beg the Holy Spirit. Not beg. You demand the Holy Spirit to unleash its power. And he will. Sometimes we got to fight the burn. If Jesus died on the cross and suffered, imagine that man was hung, nailed, pierced to some wood and had to bleed out. He had to embrace that burn, that pain. This wasn't the no simple gunshot to the head wound, like boom, one and done. no. He suffered while he was there. So you mean to tell me you can't suffer and feel that burn when you give up what you don't want to give up, but what you know that you need to give up because it's prolonging your spiritual growth? Uh, okay. Prayer, worship, and being a doer of the word, aka having a strong devotion life is the foundation. It's the basis of breaking generational curses so before we jump into all the good stuff this season i want us to get back to the basics so this week your homework assignment is pick a a book in the bible and read it a chapter a day cut out some time for god don't give him the last scraps of your day cut out time for him just like you make time for your best friend your baby daddy all this stuff like make time for God make time for God you got time to work out but you don't put God you don't make time for God but it's my physical health that's good but what about your spiritual health that trumps all the Bible says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all else shall be added upon you so if I'm seeking God first everything else is going to be added so i don't got to worry about nothing else as long as my my spirit my focus is on the kingdom write some things down that you know that you want god to do and find places in the word that that confirm remind god of what he said in his word that's a strong prayer that's why I feel like our, our devotion life is attacked so much because if we understand what God has said about us and gave us our free game to what our birthright is, we'd be unstoppable in prayer. But some of us don't spend enough time to find out what is it that God has promised me. So that way, when life happens, you're like, I don't have to live like this because God, you said in your word this. That's why. Anyways. Let's get back to the basics. It's going to change the entire course of our life if we do. So what are you going to do this week to make sure that you're making time for God? Because he never misses an appointment that you set with him. I love you. And as I always say, positive eyes only. Stay true to yourself. And always remember to remain in alignment with the perfect rule for your life, which is God's will.